This is a Bramble Jam podcast. Ain't no fool. I, I'm, I'm Ran, and I love home, but not Christmas. I love the old ones. <laughs> I'm a lot, don't I love the old ones too? And this is the Take the Hallmark podcast. I felt like uh, this is one of my favorite scenes from The Office is when Michael goes into a meeting and he starts a sentence, but he doesn't know where he's going with it. That's that's how I felt just then. I didn't. I I knew we started the show, but I just for the life of me couldn't figure out where I was going with it. It was real smooth. Nobody noticed. Thanks, pal. That's why you know you never call out yourself. You never call out yourself. You just kind of. You know, just imagine that everybody uh, liked it, you know? There you go. And just keep on keep on trucking. Happy <laughs> April, putty. B- putty. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking about Seinfeld. We're sort of with The Office. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yes, happy April. Good to see you. Um, we're now, we, we, we're, we're past the first quarter. So, you know. Are you a fool's guy? Do you do pranks? Are you a big pranker? <laughs> You know what ruined April Fool's Day? What's that? The the internet. Um, (laughs) I mean, it was already kind of obnoxious, and I've never been a big prank guy, but, like, the internet really exhausted the whole, like, let's post a wacky news story and have people think it's real, and it just, like, it it got real old real fast, and I think now it's been kind of universally agreed upon that we're just, we're not doing that. We just don't, we don't do anymore, or we just don't go on the internet on April 1st. Also, yes, that's never a bad idea. But, man, something happened... Uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember what happened a couple of years ago that really got me, but I can't, and so I'm not going to spend much time on it. But uh, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, hey, sometimes even the trickers get tricked. And uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Dave always likes to say, like, I would get up in the morning and, and sort of start reading the end up for it. I'd had my coffee, and I'd be like, oh, did you hear about such and such, blah, blah, blah? And he would just say, what day is it? And I'm like, oh, right. What, Never mind. What day is it? <laughs> That's my Dave impression. What day is it? <laughs> Brand is doing his Dave impersonation. I thought I just. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear the bleed through the headphones. That's how good it was. He was like, is, he, is, is Alonzo listening to me? No, no, it's just Brand. Just you have to hit those, those low notes they do resonate you know? <laughs> oh it's so it's so so wonderful um alonzo uh, not 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 much christmas news go, going on here but what do you what what advice would you give to a, a christmas lover that's heading into april we're you know we're getting closer to july but do you do you just need to kind of go you know what let's celebrate spring let's t- uh- I, I wish I could. I wish I were better at embracing pastels, but I just I I, I am constantly needing little fixes of Christmas. Uh, and the that, the great part is that I I now know I'm not alone. You know, SiriusXM's Holiday Traditions runs all year. So many podcasts about Christmas and about Christmas media all year long. Um, and weirdly enough, I, I I never thought I would be promoting this at all. Hallmark movies now has gotten so much better about having like a a good deep bench of Christmas content year round and not just like the, the, the ones they got on the cheap that you could also find for free on Tubi, like actual Hallmark Christmas movies. If you are a fan of those, you'll find a decent amount of them uh, on a month to month basis at Hallmark movies now. So there are plenty of places to scratch that itch. If you are somebody with that itch that needs to be scratched and we're not getting paid. 
not getting paid for that? Right? I know. We're doing it all wrong. Um, Every time I bought the Christmas house is on there. Road to Christmas. Man, I haven't seen Road to Christmas. In <laughs> hey, Journey Back to Christmas is on there. Yep, yep. Christmas train. Cookie cutter. All three, all three Father Christmases. I know you're a big fan of those. Yes! <laughs> There's a few of these that I don't recognize. <laughs> what is Lucky Christmas? It's with Elizabeth Berkeley, and she's surrounded yes. by... Uh, a, Magic eight balls? What's going on with her? Uh, Lucky Christmas is the one where she has a winning lottery ticket that she can't find. I don't, I've never seen this. And wackiness ensues. Just the idea of Elizabeth Berkeley being in a Hallmark Christmas movie, I just find fascinating because I know for you that she is always now yes. and forever saved by the bell. But for me, she is now and forever Noemi Malone from Showgirls. So, you know. And then there's uh, and then there's Christmas at Cartwrights, which we talked about a couple weeks yes. ago. That's on there. So you know, that's, uh, you're right. There are some good ones for some because they, they they used to not. It used to be like a, you know two or three. And well, there's like, still a few stinkers on here. Oh yeah, l- rest assured. But I'm just saying, quantity wise, they've 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 upped their game. Merry Christmas, baby. And there's that's, a uh, that's one of the pickups. There's <laughs> a baby. There's a baby. Yeah. See what they did there. <laughs> this is. Yeah. They, they have three. Is it three moon? Oh, uh, never mind. We're not going to get into it. Okay, yeah. I just was wondering if they had like a a series. It's not. It's not important. All I'm saying <laughs> is Christmas is great. Happy we'll, April. We'll take, it, we'll, we'll take it off, Mike. Yes, uh, happy impending Easter. But we're still talking about Christmas because it's the 25 weeks of Christmas. That's right, and we are over halfway there now. Actually, wow. technically, last week was week 12, and so this is week okay. 13. So we this so is officially over. The middle. The, yeah, officially there. So uh, we still need to know what we're doing for the 25th uh, mm. week, and so people can recommend some movies that maybe Alonzo and I haven't seen or uh, whatever it is. Maybe it's yeah. the 1958 version that is real of Miracle <laughs> on 34th Street. I don't know. Leave us a comment uh, on YouTube or or on the uh, Deck the Hallmark uh, podcast Facebook page or the Twitter account. And yeah, we're, we're, we're open to suggestions. Whatever tickles your fancy. And what's tickling my fancy is I want to know what Alonzo's pick is this week and if, for the love of God, we get out of the 40s. Let's find out. Well, the good news is yes, hey! we are in, we're, we're in the fifties. The the not bad news for me, but maybe for you, is that it's still a black and white movie. Um, this is a take on a story you know very well, but uh, this is a version that somehow has eluded you, and so I'm I'm thrilled that we get to talk about it. And that would be the 1951 British film Scrooge a.k.a. A Christmas Carol, starring the great Alistair Sim uh, as Ebenezer Scrooge. It is universally acknowledged to be like one of the great uh, adaptations. Mind you, A Christmas Carol, the most adapted work of literature in the English language. It's so insane. There are, it's insane. A lot, of, a lot of competition out there, but people really love this one, and rightly so. Sim's performance is great. Um, you know, a, a terrific cast all the way through, and uh, I have some trivial fun facts about people who worked on this movie that also worked on later versions, but we'll get to that after we watch well them. i'm interested i we i will get into it after the break but there is 1951 i'm looking which uh-huh. of scrooge but then there's also a 1935 scrooge a 1970 right. scrooge how do they decide when it's scrooge and when it's a christmas carol <laughs> <laughs> well the 71 is the musical which i'm a huge fan of um and that one i think 
they, they, you know, it was not uncommon for like, you know, Oliver twist becomes Oliver exclamation point, you know? So I could see where for that one, it makes sense for it to be Scrooge. Uh, but then, yeah, the other versions, it's kind of a, it, it, it's a, it's a flip a coin. I think, I don't know how they came up with it. And this appears to be a rent only or buy situation, but only from two stores, Amazon oh and Microsoft. Whoa. Okay. So Weird. For those of you Microsoft stands out there, you're <laughs> this is your moment. You don't have to rent it from anywhere else. Um, yes. Yeah. All right. Dollar ninety nine on Amazon. Well spent. I think you'll really enjoy this. And uh, yeah. So when when we come back from the break, nineteen fifty one's Scrooge. I'm gonna go get my Scrooge on. Until then, let's take a break. <laughs> take the hallmark. And we're back here on a Monday, heading back yes. in time to 1951. <laughs> Scrooge, everybody, not the Christmas Carol. Get out of here with your Christmas Carol. We got Scrooge. Uh, Alonzo, I'll let you take it away, do a little synopsis for us, and then we'll uh, <laughs> we'll talk about the movie. I think people might be a little bit uh, unsure about what, what goes on in this movie. What happens in this? Okay. Well, uh, Scrooge is a wealthy miser, and he has a, a poor uh, clerk named Bob Cratchit who uh, suffers uh, under uh, Scrooge's cruelty. Uh, on the night of Christmas Eve, seven years after his death, uh, Scrooge's late partner, Jacob Marley, returns him as a ghost and tells him that he'll be visited by three spirits to get him to change his life and uh, uh, embrace humanity. Uh, Scrooge is visited by the ghosts of Christmas past who make him realize that he uh, let love go away in the pursuit of money, goes to Christmas present that show him that uh, Cratchit's family is suffering, especially his son, Tiny Tim, and that Scrooge should be nicer to his nephew, Fred. And uh, the ghost of Christmas pre uh, future shows him that um, nobody likes Scrooge and nobody wants to go to his funeral and uh, everybody's going to steal all of his stuff the second he dies unless he fixes his life. And so at the end, he fixes his life and becomes generous and reaches out to everybody and uh, turns his whole life around. And that, my friends, was... Uh, Christmas Carol, a.k.a. Scrooge. Scrooge. Hey, there we go. And that <laughs> one wasn't from your book. That was just straight from the old noggin right there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> almost like you've almost like you've seen it before. Uh, let's talk about this one. Let's break it down. Um, yeah. Alonzo, why uh, of all the ones? Why this one? And uh, what you what did you think of it? <laughs> Well, I mean, in the, in the grander sense, I think that, you know, a lot of you, if you ask people who have seen, you know, a healthy number of Christmas Carol adaptations, they will tell you that this is the one that people generally consider to be the best one between Alistair Sims' performance as Scrooge uh, and the way also that it's, this is a, this is a film that is pretty faithful to the original text. And even when it, adds things that Dickens didn't write. It's of a piece with the feeling of it. So like Scrooge and Marley putting Fezziwig out of business is not in the book, but it feels right. Um, Scrooge leaving the room and not hearing his his sister fan that, that her dying wish was take care of my son, you know, not in the book, but very effective and really kind of like hits home the way that he has treated Fred. And in fact, actually also not in the book is the idea that, Scrooge's father hated him because Scrooge's mother died in childbirth. And so to have that paralleled with Scrooge then hating Fred because Fan died in childbirth, you know, that's a, that's a, a real thematic, uh, 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 you know, punch to this, this movie has. So uh, also on a personal level, this was the first one I ever saw. Uh, this was when I was in sixth grade, 
uh, they actually wheeled in the 16 millimeter projector and showed Whoa, us this movie. What a good day. day. In English. Yeah. And so, and it's it was scary and it was, you know, so it was really, it was my first exposure to the story. Um, so I just, you know, I knew you hadn't seen it and I, I know that it just, generally speaking, this is often considered to be like the, the, the end all be all of the many. I mean, Christmas Carol is the most adapted uh, piece of literature in the English language. And, and this is the one that people point to overall as being their favorite. So I thought you should see it. And I would love to know, what did you think, Brad? More than the Bible. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I, I arguably, yes. Although yeah. I don't know if that counts as English language literature, sure. but like no, more, than, fair, more, fair. Than, more yeah. than Hamlet, you know? Yeah. It's uh, there's a lot of them. Uh, the one that I grew up on was the George C. Scott uh, version mm. from the eighties. For some reason, that yeah. was the one we, we watched growing up. Fun, fun fact, Clive Donner, who edited the 1951 directed the 1984 with George C. Scott. How about that? Yeah. Look at him moving up in the world little connective tissue there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a Christmas Carol. What's not to like about it. It's, <laughs> it's a great, it's a great story. Um, and I think, you know, Alistair, what is it? Alistair, uh, Alistair Sim. The, the thing that I love about him is how much of it, like he made the role. So, it's like so physical, like in like mm. in the way, like, look at me behind me. Look at the, look at those eyes. Look at those eyes. <laughs> And especially at the end where he's going nuts and he's excited right. and he's running out of stairs, tackling he's the lady. Kidding. Like it's great. It's great. And he's, he's a lot of fun. So yeah, you know, it's tough for me to, to, I don't know. I'm not a good enough, like film critic to be like, this one's better. Like it's, you know, it's the movie. It's the Christmas Carol. I, personally, I don't know if we ever need another one of these again. We've got a lot of them. Let's just be, let's just enjoy those ones. I don't know. But uh, uh great story. Uh, great acting. Uh, what's not to like. Yeah. I mean, look, there are some cruddy versions out there and I, I've seen more than my share of them. So it's not like this is just a guaranteed it's going to work. But uh, yeah, I think there's a lot to like in this one. Alistair Sim, interestingly enough, was mainly known as a comic actor. Like this, this was oh, when they, when this movie, when this movie came out in the early fifties, they touted it in England. like, oh, it's his first big dramatic role. Cause he did like mostly movies that we that didn't really quite land here, except for one called the bells of St. Trinian's where he does the whole movie in drag. And he's like the headmistress of this girl's boarding school. That's actually like a training Academy for criminals. Um, and there were several sequels as well. Yeah. That's the kind of thing he was, he was mainly known for. So this, this was a bit of a stretch for him, but I think his comic experience it serves him well between like you're saying, like the, the big faces he's pulling the whole, the whole ending he does. He does reform Scrooge better than practically anybody. Yeah. I think. I would agree um, with that. So yeah, I, I just, I, I, I really like how, and there are a lot of versions of this movie that I like or of, of this, you know, a lot of adaptations that I like, but I, I again, I, I think that this one is really smart about what they keep from the original text and what they add uh, to the original text that really sort of, uh, you know, emphasizes it. But, when I was doing Have Yourself a Movie Little Christmas, I saw like a couple of dozen Christmas Carol adaptations. So it literally became like a chart. I was keeping like, uh, do they do they have the people in the lighthouse? Uh, okay, no. Do they have the miners? Yes. Do they have ignorance and want? Yes. Like, you know, all these little stops along the way that like some adaptations do and some don't, you know. What's the what's the worst version in your mind? Hmm. Are you able to pull that there's out? A re there's a really bad animated one that's called like Christmas Carol the movie with like Nicolas Cage as oh, Scrooge. I think Kate Winslet is a voice in it, and that one doesn't really work. 
Um, there are there are quite a few bad animated ones. Like there's a there's an all dogs go to heaven Christmas Carol that's not not very good. Barbie Christmas Carol better than you might think. Um, so I grew yeah, up, as a kid. I was I loved Mickey's Christmas Carol. Oh my gosh, Mickey's Christmas Carol is good. Muppet Christmas Carol. I I'm not as super on board with that one as a lot of people are. Like that's their absolute go to. But I I get why people like it. Um, you know my personal like the the one that I go back to the most regularly is the 1970 Scrooge with Albert Finney, which is also a musical. Um, but you know, I, it, I think brings a lot of things to the, to the table that are really interesting specifically. And, and I always say this, if you've heard me talk about Scrooge before, I apologize. I'm saying this again. Finney is one of the only actors who plays young Scrooge and old Scrooge. Oh, wow. And I think that really makes a difference. I think when you see that same, when you see him like with all the latex on, he's an old guy. And then suddenly in the, in the flashbacks, he's like hot young Albert Finney, you know, that I think brings a real heft to the, this character arc and what, like where he started and where he wound up, you know, that, that other adaptations don't quite nail as well. And the visual effects in this one are pretty neat too. For sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. For, for, for 1951 and for like British cinema this period. Yeah. I think there, there's definitely leaps and bounds beyond. I, I I don't know enough about how film was made back then, but like even like overlaying uh, the the, first, the the initial overlaying on the little uh, door knob thing, mm-hmm. like yeah, it's, when it's, Marley first appears, it's not like a a full body, like it's a specific picture of his face, yes, and mm-hmm. and it's not you know it's ghost, you can see through it, like I, that was right. really impressive. Like I'm like I don't know how they would do that. Yeah, at the end of the Marley sequence where you see like the poor woman and her baby in the street and then all the ghosts who are like trying to help them and can't and like that's what they're doomed to for all eternity that they're unable to interfere in human affairs and to be, you know, helpful the way they could have been when they were alive. That's pretty impressive and that 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 I think still holds up as a as a visual moment in this story. No doubt. Uh let's talk about Christmas uh feels. Uh, mm. Where we put it, this is uh, this is one of those that I feel like is very clearly a Christmas movie. It's you know yes. not just a story that takes place <laughs> at Christmas. Um, where where do you put it though? Uh, you know, I, I I'm gonna say it's a ten, just because like I, for me, like the if you do this story right, it is I think the blueprint of of kind of all sentimental Christmas like redemption stories, you know, I, I, again, and I've said this before elsewhere. So apologies if I'm repeating myself, but I think that, that a Christmas Carol, it's a wonderful life and home alone all have very similar trajectories in that you have, you have uh, protagonists who don't, appreciate uh, the life that they're living. They don't appreciate, you know, what they have around them, the people around them, their loved ones. Mm -hmm. They are shown a glimpse of an alternate world where they are without them. And then at the end, they kind of come to appreciate, you know, the gifts that their lives contain. And so, you know, I think if you nail that, that's what a great Christmas story is. And it all goes back to Dickens on this. And so, yeah, I think because this is one of the best Christmas carols and because for me, a Christmas carol is kind of the ultimate Christmas story. It's a 10 for me. I mean, the, the the ending of this movie, the Christmas day sequence is so good. Like not just from a, an excitement, like reformed Scrooge where he's right. Like really up in the ante there, but like just the Christmas feels you get on that day. The snow looks great. The songs are great. It's all, it's all great. 
I mean, and I'll tell you, that's another thing I love about the 1970s Scrooge. The reformed Scrooge sequence is like 20 minutes. Oh, wow. And it, and they reprise like every song in the movie and there's dancing in the streets and there's like, you know, he shows up at the Cratchits with the gajillion toys. The, 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 I'll tell you a a moment that I will uh, always makes me cry when you do it right in these is when Scrooge apologizes to Fred's wife. Mm -hmm. There's something about that moment of somebody saying, you know what? I'm, I'm the jerk here. I, you know, forgive me for, for having been terrible. Let me, let's be better in the future. Let me be better in the future. And that she always says, you know, lunches at three or let's dance or whatever. I'm like, Oh, that, that, if you get that part, right. I'm, I'm sobbing. I need to watch the, uh, the seventies version. I think you would, I think you would dig it and it's in color. I love a good musical too. <laughs> and it's and the, and the musical's great. It's it, it, it the music is terrific. It's Leslie Brickus. He and Anthony Newley did all the Willy Wonka songs, if that gives you an idea of where oh, he's he gives me from. all the all the ideas. <laughs> Man, I love Willy Wonka. Um yeah, I give it a ten. It's a ten. It's Christmas. It's it's the word's Christmas in the title. What what more do you want? <laughs> Uh, somebody in the chat is mentioning uh, Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol, also terrific. Yep. Uh, they do the ghosts out of order in that one, which is weird. And a lot of the songs are real stone cold bummers, but <laughs> it is beautiful and it, 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 it's, it's, it's also really good. Well, there's a, a good a good bit of bummer to be had uh, in this story. Sure, yeah. A good bit of bummer. <laughs> Everything's sad. No one cares about me. I could write it. I'll, I'll write it. I'll write a. No, a, you're, a you're halfway there. I'm halfway there. Um, all right. What do you got for, um, if you like this, what else can we watch? It's not a specific Christmas Carol, but maybe something inspired like the, you know, you mentioned a couple movies that are kind of in the vein, but, uh, I don't know something else. Uh, if we're going to hop away from Christmas carols, I would say another really good British Christmas movie of this era is a movie called the Holly and the Ivy. Uh, which I only recently even found out about. Like I didn't even know about it when I was doing the book, but um, it pops up in the in the TCM Christmas book, and then they've started um, showing it every year. It's from 1952, and it's about a a minister out in the country who brings his children together for for Christmas, and they've all got you know, their own problems and their own things they aren't talking about. And of course, everything comes to a head over Christmas and, and there is, you know, sort of forgiveness and understanding. And it's really beautiful, really well acted, great cast, like Ralph Richardson, Celia Johnson, Margaret Layton. Um, and it's like 52. So I think, a, you know, about a year or so after this one. So I would definitely recommend that. My other recommendation and not a movie, the annotated Christmas Carol. Oh, wow. Uh, which was put together by Michael Patrick Hearn. If you've ever read a Christmas Carol and been like, I don't know what these, what the money means. I don't know what the weights and measures are. I don't understand these references to 19th century politics. This book will explain all of them to you. So if you don't know a twopence, a tuppence from a halfpenny, this book will walk you through all the references that Dickens makes to things that have no bearing in your actual world. And it makes the story make a lot more sense. It's a very entertaining read. It gives a lot of background as about Dickens's life and, you know, the, the, the things of his own upbringing that he draws on for this. And, you know, he, he, his father went to debtor's prison and he had to go work in like a boot black factory and stuff. Uh, anyway, very, very highly recommend. And it has all of the original John Leach illustrations, which are great. So, uh, it's a book I like to dig out every, every Christmas or so, just at least part of it. And some years I'll just reread the whole thing. It looks great. If for no, if for no other reason, it looks great. It's very, it's very handsome on a coffee table around the holidays. 
really is. How about that? Um, Nashville Christmas Carol for me. Uh, the gold standard. <laughs> Come on! There's not even a ghost of Christmas future in that one. <laughs> it's so bad, dude. Oh, you're now you're just do you're trolling me now. It is. Uh, so it's a real bad movie. Uh, oh. But uh, you get to see uh, what? What is that? Brooks or is it Dunn? Which one is it? I, I think it's Kicks. Kicks. That guy kicks is. Brooks. Yeah. Uh, be on screen for he can two kicks rocks for too long and not long enough at the same time. It's a, <laughs> man, look if you're if you're gonna watch a Hallmark take on a Christmas Carol, I'm not kidding. Watch the one with Tori Spelling. I think it's called "It's Christmas, Comma Carol!" Exclamation point or something. Or no, mm-hmm. no, sorry, that's that's the one with Carrie Fisher, which is mm, not great. Uh, a Carol Christmas is what it's called. Tori Spelling uh, plays uh, the Scrooge character. Uh, like the the ghosts are played by like Gary Coleman and William Shatner. Um, Dinah Manoff is the Marley figure. It's it's actually pretty fun. How about that? How about that? <laughs> Nah, Nashville Christmas. I'll stick with Nashville Christmas Carol. Oof, the way, man. The way it got into it's a real bad movie. Um, it's real bad, man. But remember those the simpler times of <laughs> tw- was that a 2020 or 2021? That was 2021 uh, movie. I forget, but it, it's one of those ones where it, it's got COVID written all over it, yeah. like lots of big empty auditoriums and things. What do we do Oof. about the future? <laughs> <laughs> Just don't do it. No one, will, no one knows this story. No, they won't exactly. miss it. We can, we can play around with they the details. Won't miss no one it at no all. Gonna, um, all right, <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody what we're going to watch next week. Okay, and, uh, headphones and, coming and, off, and you'll do that next week. We're going to watch. A movie that I'm very excited about because I'm excited to hear what he says about it. It's not like my favorite Christmas movie, but I'm excited to see what he says. We're going to watch Fred Claus. Fred Claus. All right, we're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. Boom. <laughs> uh, we're we're going to be back next Monday uh, with another one. Yes. We're, we're getting closer and closer to the end. Then Christmas yeah. in July will be here and then we'll be back. With more fun oh, things. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> on a Monday. Don't worry. Not uh, that these aren't fun. No, a different type of fun thing. <laughs> maybe, maybe 25 days, 25 weeks part two. I don't know. I've got, we'll I, see. I, we clearly have plans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> until then, may we be the first to wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Deck the Hallmark is a Bramble Jam podcast recorded live. And yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina is produced by Brandon Gray. Set decor by Plum Haywood Mall. For more information on all Bramble Jam podcasts, you can go to BrambleJamPodcast.com. For more information on how to listen to Deck the Hallmark ad-free, you can go to BrambleJamPlus.com. You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here at the studio. Feel free to listen. Feel free to turn it off, whatever you want to. But either way, thanks so much for your support.